El Eric. Birth to El Eric. Welcome to Low Standards and Pores. It is Thursday, September 22nd, 8.42. It's the standard time broadcasting just outside of Detroit, Rock City, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. How you doing there, Alf Carpe? I'm good, brother. How the hell are you? Good. I have to uh, change my uh, little settings here really quick. What do you got going on? Uh, this, you mean the song, our opening tune? Hold this. on one second. Yeah. Well, one. I want your full attention because this Keep is Keep talking. Great... So this is Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. The song is Having an Average Weekend. And this, if you remember, would have been from the opening of the Kids in the Hall show. Remember that uh, comedy troupe, Kids in the Hall, from Canada? Okay, yeah. sorry about that. My Bluetooth was up my external speaker. So what do you got going on? What are you playing? What's spinning? Shadowy men on a shadowy planet having an average weekend. What TV show does this remind you of? Starsky and Hutch? Kids in the Hall. Oh, Kids in the Hall. Yeah, I'm going to fade this out. I was going to say the love boat, but I didn't think that was close. Not even close. But no. seriously, this is just the way you taught me. That's how you taught me, baby. Yeah, great fade out. You like that? Our multi-million like dollar yeah, entertainment yeah. system we have here. So we started a little late, and I know people are... Oh. We started a little later than normal. There's but, almost a lineup uh, of people to get in just to listen to our show. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, because this is how it happens with us. Well, we should be looking at the World Wide Web by now. Well, does the World Wide Web look like two old coots with nose hair? I hope not. Then all I'm seeing is our reflection in the monitor. Sounds like you Did and you me. Did you try clicking on the mouse? Yeah, a little bit. Do you have mice? Oh, no, the computer mouse. Well, no wonder this is such a cheesy computer. <laughs> Will you please just try to pay attention? Well, if you'd say something hey worth guys, hearing, what are you what doing? What, 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 what does it look like? Yeah, we're surfing the World Wide Web. Well, it might help if you turn the computer on. It might help if we turn it on. So now that we've turned it on, how you doing, baby? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Still vertical and uh, still breathing, which is always a plus. Two great things in one great taste. It's almost like a, um, oh, like a Kit like a, Kat commercial or something. It's like a beer and a shot. Um, yeah. You know, I can't really believe it, El Carpe. You know what so I'm what talking about. Um, toast? Uh, no. You know, just for the fact, close, just for the fact that, you know, we got our two shows got canceled. Bauhaus what? and oh yeah, Dead yeah, both got canceled. I'll, I'll take Bauhaus. Like, who cares? But what? Dead can dance again. Like I'm done. Like I'm not. I know, and money. that's the thing. I'm is, not putting any more you know, money up to go see Dead can dance. I don't care if they come back to your front. They're gonna yard. have to pay you. They're gonna have to pay you exactly. to show up. Yeah. And you know, I I was really I I think between you and I, or at least mm -hmm. whatever. Um. It was a show that I really, really wanted to see, and uh, I think we really would have appreciated um, that show. But uh, apparently, she's got some health issues, and they had to cancel again. So, anyways, well, you know, the, and the last thing we need is for her to not be healthy, 
Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's you got to right. wish her the best health. And so, so speaking of shows that we're talking about, you sent me something about um, PJ's Laundromats in Detroit. You see how um, I picked that up? Yeah, that was great. The hand um, grenades. You want to you touch on it? You want to throw the hand grenades in, talk about them really quick? I got to go run and get my glasses. I can't see what the hell I'm doing. Well, I was not prepared. Oh, for they're this. right here. Hold on. Um, <laughs> they're right here. They're right behind my computer. Go your glasses ahead. are right there? Okay. Yeah, so... Bill and I have been uh, tracking a, a group here, a local group here in Detroit called the Hand Grenades. And um, Bill's, Bill's brother uh, that puts on the Ham Tram Music Festival, or part of it, um, kind of represents these guys. And um, we know them good. We know them well. Like we, we both met the guys, right? Yeah, they're, they're three of my talented. And they've been, they've been rocking for 10 years together. They did. Um, they did a, a bunch of songs during COVID where their um, producer showed up in his car with all the sound equipment in his car, ran the cables into the house for each guy separately, recorded right, the right. guy, playing the song, doing all sorts of stuff, and then went to the next guy's house and the next guy's house and the next guy's house, and then mixed it all together and made like five songs. And talk about dedicated to the craft. Um, no, see, this is this is uh, hand grenade. See you around. This is from like 2011, 2010, 2012. Um, and the guys, I mean, they their influence is the Beatles and a bunch of other bands similar to that. But you can hear that in their vocals. You know, we got a lead singer go on, and we got two guys doing backup vocals. Right. That ooh is going on. And it's just, it's quality music pieced together. And these guys are going to be at PJ Slogger House October 1st um, for a big show. I guess it's the closing of, I guess PJ sold the place. And it's now just going to be was, Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I'm, I, I haven't looked into it, but, you know, part well, of PJ's Logger House. Yeah, part of PJ's Logger House is uh, obviously it's, it's in Detroit. And it's, yeah. well, it was right down the street from the old Tiger Stadium, the original Tiger yep. Stadium, which was, uh, what was the name of the old Tiger Stadium? Rick, um, the Tiger the Stadium. Place? Nah, it was something before that. But anyways. It was the, um, that stadium place. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for a long time. It was one of the places that we used to go um, when we were younger, uh, in our early 20s and 30s, go before catch live music. Yeah, it was all local Detroit live music. and not a big place, but I'll tell you this. They had the best jukebox in Detroit, and they were known oh, for that. Yeah, what's up, Doss? Hey, baby. What's up, uh, dog? So so this is Hand Grenades, and the song is See You Around. Uh, the video is fun. Um, the, I mean, as you can hear, the music is great. Um, and like I said, they're, they're going to be live again. Uh, I've seen them a ton of times. You and I have both seen them a ton of times. Yes. And uh, if obviously, if you're not going to be in Detroit on October 1st to go down to PJ's Slaughterhouse for this big show, uh, you can find them on YouTube. You can find them on uh, any, pretty much any place you can find music. You look up the hand grenades, and hand grenades is one word. And all their songs have some really great vocals. Uh, just, I mean, you can hear it. 
This is just one that I just pulled up. It's one I've played a lot. I like this one. I'm going to fade there's, this out. Hold on. There's, there's a band. Um, there's a band that's out. It's a Canadian band. And for some reason, the hand grenades really remind me of this band. And I'm going to play just a little okay. snippet okay. from them. Or if you want I'll to, go because you're... No, no. Uh, I'll, 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 you do it. Um, no, the, the, no, go ahead. It's um, The group is called Sloan, just like the urinal that we pee in. Right. And um, if you look up The Good in Everyone, that's the name of the song, The Good in Everyone, um, it'll, it'll give you a good snapshot of uh, what Sloan's all about. They've been a band. It's a Canadian band. Oh, They've you, been consistent. We've played this before. I, yeah, I've seen them in concert. Um, they put on a great show. Sound really good. Um, but for some reason, the hand grenades remind me of Sloan. Now, when when did Sloan first come out? You know, they came out back in like 1994. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know a lot of their history, um, but I probably saw them 15 years ago. And um, oh, you've seen a great, Yeah, it's a great band to see. Um, I'm just trying to look up some information on them really quick. I'm trying uh, to get through this video to where mm -hmm. they actually start playing. Here we go. Let me see. So Sloan's Canadian rock band based in Toronto. All right. And originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia. They're a little uh, sharper guitar. Yeah, let's take a, take a, take a listen for a minute. Yeah. And I remember playing this before I, going, yeah, I like these guys. Yeah, I think... Um, Golden Shower. Hey, we're going to get to our topic tonight eventually. Yeah. Um, and well, Sloan, this is uh, Sloan, the good in everyone, playing in the background. No. And don't you agree? About, oh. Yeah. Similar. They have a, they have a similar sound. It, it, it's they're a little more. Um, well, compared to the one I just played, this is a little. Uh, Sharper and a little more rocky. Whereas, yeah, they're a little, uh, little more polished. I and mean, you know, hand grenades is more of a, um, like I said, sort of a Beatles feel with the way that um, it's less harsh. There's a little harshness to it, just a little sharp something to the guitar or to the everything. It's good. I dig it. It's just different. Yeah, but these guys, has, they've got they've got the harmonies like you're talking about. Yeah, I've been tracking yeah. them. They're not coming to Detroit. They're coming all the way through Ontario and working their way all, all the way around Detroit. But um, I've seen them, and um, it, it's a it's a great band to see. In I made to mention this before. Um, one of the best sounding bands, or one of the best sounding concerts that I've been to, um, and this was probably God twenty some years ago, thirty years ago was uh, John Cougar Mellencamp for the Paper and Fire Tour, but he sounded better in concert than he does recorded. And Sloan is very similar. They sound phenomenal in concert. They're tight. They just, they know what to play. There's no baloney. Um, they just get out there and, and, and jam. So if any of you guys right. um, like the hand grenades or like what we just played from Sloan, look them up. Um, buy yeah, some. Buy absolutely. Some yeah, you too, so, Doss. Um, Me and yeah, Doss well, um, after um, 
after yeah, after you sorry. left uh, the last show, uh, Doss and I mm -hmm. talked for a little bit. I think one of the next shows that we're going to do, uh, and Doss is going to be uh, a part of it, um, we're going to do... Yes, toast. Yeah, maybe a little bit more rock, because I know that's not your forte there. Uh, and that's fine. I, I, yeah. I, never, we'll, we'll I, I don't have a with problem Doss with any of it. I just want to make sure we're can, having a fun show. Yeah, you can Ed McMahon yourself in, and we'll talk about some Ozzy and ACDC and Priest sure. and, and whatever. So. Sure. But, um, sure. So tonight's show... Yeah, get right to it. Rudely, well, I, we've already rambled on for, I don't know, five and a half minutes or some shit like that. Uh, 12, 13 to be exact. Whatever. Um, so it's it's the whole college radio idea. You know, college radio was that place where you could go hear that unusual song before it became popular. And, well, you know, uh, usual. You know, tonight we're going to skim the surface, like seriously, like bouncing rocks across the surface. Uh, of the well, impact of college radio and the music scene and, and, and how it turned, you know, people like us into, you know, just enjoying music, you know, yeah, finding that, that for, rare band that all of a sudden became popular. I mean, you know, kind of explain um, yeah, go. for some of our listeners that maybe didn't go to Which college one? in the Midwest or didn't go to a major university or just, just music lovers. Um, so both of our college radio were, yeah, existed uh, locally here in the Detroit area, and it was kind of hard to listen to, right? You had, you had to know the right stations. Not everybody played it. Um, it was more public radio, but it was all that kind of underground music that you just wouldn't ordinarily hear on your standard stations. It was more uh, piped in for college radio, and um, that's how they kind of spread the word. Like, and I, We're, we're going to get into this, but um, you know, going to college – I'm not really sure how to explain it, but going to college, you always kind of looked for to identify yourself with someone, somebody, or some kind of, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah, I do. In other words, you, you most of us didn't go to college and say, well, I'm going to listen to Def Leppard and, and ACDC. We looked for well, things to identify yourself with. There's that very uniqueness. And, and so we're going to be talking about some of those college radio bands that you know like the rem the clash the smiths the cure english beat smithereens 10,000 maniacs these things that you would have like never heard on real big time radio and it was this little closed in situation and i've got a, a shit ton list of all these bands that i know are college radio type bands and we'll read through a couple of them and we'll just talk about them for a second i don't have tunes for every one of them um, because that would make yeah. our show like 14 hours and we're not doing that tonight but well the whole point of it is is is, is the, the fact that you, you with the college radio it was the college student running the radio station playing the tunes that they like heard from somebody who heard something from somebody and saw this band the other day and somehow they've got a a, a, a 45 or a, or an lp from them and this is back in the 80s of course before cds and said oh you guys got to hear this because this is great my buddy just saw these guys you know down the street the other day and listened to this and it was it's it's the precursor to garage radio yeah really it's kind of like your story that you and chili willie you know yeah. you knew of this band and if they came to concert you went mm -hmm. and saw them and that was the cramps mm -hmm. you know and yeah. the cramps the cramps were our thing. Time didn't they didn't tour in the big venues, but 
they toured in bars and they toured in um, the cramps you know. was a, a that's not even on my list but that is a great college radio band because nobody would play them on the real radio stations because right, they weren't right. marketable they were off the record off the yeah once you throw pay, up a good one know, by the cramps can you throw can you throw well, up um, a good song by the cramps well, yeah one of your most memorable um, and what Al Carp and I are getting at is that you know we both spend some time in the universities and you know you meet all these new people from all over the world or all over the United States and they all come from different cultures and and uh, backgrounds and you hear all these different types of music and when you hear this music it allows you to walk around in the in the cities that you're going to school at and and go to the record stores and the CD stores whatever they were back then and, and pick through. And listen to the stuff. Yeah. And, and, and that was the thing is, is you know, that was the beauty of college was, is, you know, I mean, I had friends from India, uh, England, and Hawaii. You know, yeah. And it was like this great, weird, like, oh my God, I never heard this music before. And it's just like stuff that they grew up with. It was like a melting you know? pot. It's melting it's pot just, yeah, it's a melting pot. That's and it opens up your ears to go, well, you know what it does? It kind of it, it divorces you from listening to just the music on the radio and to say, like, holy shit, this music exists. There's like, you know, a buddy, uh, I used to, so my short story is that most of the people that I hung out with were two, three years older than, than I was. And I went to school at uh, a, a university here in Southeastern Michigan. But I hung out a lot at U of M. And we used to go to this place called School Kids Records. We used to go play discount records and uh, Tower Records and Wazoo. But these, all the people that worked, especially school kids and Wazoo, you could go in there and say, hey, listen, I I heard this band. This is what they sound like. Blah, 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 blah. And within a minute or two, they'll tell you exactly what the band is. And then you just kind of connect Because these guys are in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I was when I was at the radio station. Because I worked at the radio station in the evening time. I worked at the record store around the corner in the afternoon. And then on the weekends, I worked at a different record store around the other corner, all in Royal Oak. And I knew all sorts of shit in the early 90s. Yeah. Right after college. It was great. So this is the cramps uh, from Bad Music for Bad People. The song is Uranium Rock. And the cramps did a lot of remakes. I'm going to fade that out. They did a lot of remakes of other people's stuff. And that was one so, of them from the fifties, and it was great. Um, before we actually really get into stuff, and before I do the disclaimer and all that, I want to let you know, Eric, uh, Maddie McMattface uh, wanted to join the panel. Oh, he's um, more than welcome to join the panel. Yeah, uh, why don't you? Uh, why don't you two work out getting that set up? I'm going to read the disclaimer. Out of our thousands of listeners, yeah, for both of our listeners, I'll read the disclaimer. You, uh, you get them in here and uh, work it out while I'm setting this up. So the law right, offices is Jameson, Walker, Stan- go ahead, Maddie, go ahead and try and get in. Uh, the law offices Jameson, Walker, Statler, and Waldorf have provided us with the following disclaimer, and it costs us a shit ton of money every month to, uh, for retainer to get this. Yeah, our lawyer's sure fees are covered. Oh, it's ridiculous. So please listen to your own risk. These guys are moderately insane. The views expressed by the hosts are not necessarily those rational human beings. All shows are poorly researched and presented by idiots. That's you, me, Eric. 
any semblance of intelligent thoughts are purely coincidental and should not be considered factual. This program is not endorsed by any committee, team, group, band, organization, or tribe. No animals are armed in the production of this show. Please check with your doctor prior to listening to this show, not available in Colorado or Delaware. Now, remember, folks, you haven't paid for this. So when it's disappointing, you got nothing to complain about. Exactly. There you have it. There you have it. Maddie, where the hell are you, brother? That's all we have. We got no Maddie McFat face. No, he's he's uh, he's holding out on us. All right, well that's all right. Uh, Tony Lee joined us, which is you know Tommy Lee's brother. Tony Lee. Oh, Tommy Lee. Yeah, there. Hey, 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 there we have it. Hey, look, we are unrehearsed, unprepared, unprofessional, inept, ill-tempered, illiterate, flagrantly flamboyant, moderately mediocre, and mostly malignant. Welcome to the show, Maddie McFat face. Did you say flagrantly flamboyant? Yes, that's me. I know. Okay, what's going on there, you're Maddie? You're moderately mediocre. You're moderately mediocre. I'm flagrantly flamboyant. <laughs> right on the flame. Uh, drive through order. What's, what's going on, there, brother? How are you? Woohoo! It's been a while. What's going on? So, yeah, did you catch our topic? We're doing the college radio I, thing. I did, and you know, I, I love this subject. It's near and dear to my heart. I've been a musician and music lover my entire life, and I feel like we're close enough in age that we've seen the, the big wave where it went from like just like big record execs pushing down your throat what you should listen to what you guys are talking about college radio i remember back in the day before internet streaming was a thing like you could catch that weird fm station if you were just close enough to it being broadcast yeah. and right. and it's exactly what you're talking about it's like it's that throw me a song you know, brother throw me a song okay so a i'm a little bit younger than a little bit younger than yeah. you guys based on what you guys are talking about, but do you know LCD sound system? Yeah. Yep. And, and I feel like they're like the, they're kind of like, Oh gosh, who came before Nirvana? Um, the, the band that, yeah. No, Pearl no, no, the, no, before Nirvana and Daniel Johnson, there was uh, a band right in between them. I'm going to find them really fast. And they remind oh, me exactly. Like a Chris them. Cornell type band. No, it was like in the, in the middle of like the late 80s and into the early 90s, there was like it first grunge bands. And I'm going to find mm. anyway, LCD um, sounds like better than Ezra or one of the first, or... uh, of the first uh, indie bands. And I feel like they had a lot in common because the way that they operated is exactly what you're talking about the underground party scene. Like you'd show up at a warehouse yeah. party and they just there and they didn't go on tours they weren't on the radio and if you knew about them they were cool and then it's now 20 years later and they're selling out show after show but they're still playing the underground warehouse scene they're not doing the big yeah. uh, national tour and i feel like that's the heart and the soul of what the college radio station was and what the indie movement is now i know indie music became a genre unto itself but indie music in like you know like the 2005 to 2012 range it literally meant just that independent of a record uh, label streamed online spotify picked it up and i feel like now with spotify and apple music each and every one of us have the ability to be our own college music dj if we care about right. music well i agree 100 percent. Right. i agree 100 percent. i in okay. fact i've told um i've told bill alcarpe here that you know i i some of the I, I listen to Spotify pretty much nonstop. The cool thing about Spotify is that when you start listening to something, it'll, it'll give you referrals for other other bands. And we've gotten into some other bands, we've tracked them, and we've actually gone to their concerts. Who it's was a that great one that you sent me? That one chicky. 
You know, I'm talking well, about like keep yeah, LA Witch. I'm talking about um let me see if I've got a picture. No, no, one. keep going, keep going about LA yeah. Witch and stuff like that. I'm gonna find this what one you're talking about that you sent um, me, the the, the one shoot, gal, uh good night moon, shivery. Yeah, I don't know if I had I don't know if I saved it. I but that's it. you know, it's like you know, when you're when you're younger and you only have regular radio and maybe like a, a, a DTE or um um, what's, what's the um? Not PBS. No, my my thing of Bill. What's college what radio? What's what's college radio? Uh, that I'm thinking of. Not like what, what's DTE? What's their call sign? One oh, one. Um, you're thinking of uh, public radio. Like eight, oh, uh, WDTE. Um, uh, what's, what's the the national like? 101.9 it's the national yeah, Public radio. And npr ah. npr no, yeah so npr yeah, is nationwide but they all had their special little like shows they would the play college yeah, yeah college radio music and that's yeah. how we pick the stuff up well seriously if anybody wants to get into it andalisi does a show on national public radio on the weekends um, usually on saturday afternoon or early saturday ish before noon sometimes. Ann DeLisi has been a Detroit rock and roll incredible following legend for 30 years. Yeah, she's smart um, too. And seriously, you go to NPR and look up Ann DeLisi, you'll find all sorts of cool stuff. So what you got going on in the background, Eric, is this one that you sent me earlier this yeah. week. Uh, Chivalry. Uh, the song is Good Night Moon. And she's got that sultry voice. Yeah. But this, you're not going to hear this on the radio. Never, never. You're going to hear this on the college radio type stuff. And that little, it, it's, you know, and that's the thing is, is what have we always said, Eric? We want to promote the ones that are talented that nobody's heard about, right? Right, right. And Look up here, Sam, I am. This so he made with like some um, famous people. I know it was LCD radio or LCD um, sound system. Sound system. What what's what's a good song from them? Uh, I think that you got what I would consider my favorite, uh, "Dance Yourself Clean," but it, it's a it's a big build up to get into that song. Uh, yeah. One of my one of my other favorite songs by them is I think I can't remember the title, but it's "New York, I Love You," but you're but you're beating me down. It's they're a New York band. They're a Brooklyn band. It's just right, such right. a raw, honest, like love song to New York, where it's like, "I love you, but you're destroying me." And I feel like every New Yorker feels that way. Yeah. Are, Are you, you from, from New York? York? Uh, I live in New York. I've been here for almost 15 years now, but originally yeah, from the Midwest. Yeah, whereabouts in New York? I lived in Brooklyn for the first 12, and then the rents just kind of flipped upside down on their head, and Brooklyn got crazy expensive. And now I live on the Upper East yeah. Side of Manhattan, which is. Oh, I got you. Okay. Nowhere I would have ever expected to live, but you know, it's cool. Yeah, where'd you move? Where'd you move from? I was in uh, Bushwick for most of it, if you know. I don't know if yeah, you know. Yeah, that at? So you've been in New York most of your life? Uh, no, I'm I'm 38. So I lived in Indiana Wait. up until I was okay. 19. Then I moved to Chicago till I was 25. Colorado for one year, and then New York for the rest of it. And that's where we were getting at is where were you before you got to New York? Yeah. Um, so a lot, a lot of Midwest time. Yeah, a little bit of a Midwest guy. 
both of my nieces lived in New York for a while. One went to NYU. Um, I think that's the one that's working for Marvel in Marvel Comics. Oh, that's cool. The studio or like the actual comics? No, no, the, the actual comic books. Oh, that's cool. Uh, last I heard about three years ago, she was working on X-Men comic books. Oh, that's awesome. Which is awesome to see our last name in the comic books. You know, it's got her first name, but she's the um, editor, which is like crazy. So this is New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. And this is LCD sound system. Can you hear that in the background? Totally. All right. I feel like this is totally something you would have heard on the college radio station as well. Yeah, this has a very independent feel to it and that's the thing is that's what eric and i are getting at is, is that independent feeling that you know because before things were considered garage band or indie or all that stuff it was college radio college radio in the mid to late 80s opened everything up and then you've got these different genres of you know uh, oh, that sounds delicious. What you have in there, Eric? Uh, so here, here's one for you guys to consider and chew on. Have you ever noticed that TV and like TV shows and commercials are similar to college radio where like you can definitely tell that the people who are choosing the soundtracks are way ahead of the curve on what the cool music is. And then five years, six years later, you'll go back and you'll watch this show over again. And you're like, oh my God, that's that band that I'm in love with now. And they just knew about it before the rest of us. I heard some like Pixies music on one of the uh, advertisements and I'm like, somebody knows about the Pixies, you know, to put that on to one of their advertisements. It's pretty cool. You know, it's good to see that stuff. You know? We're getting an echo here. Who's doing the echo? Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Is that you, Maddie? Doing what? I, I can. Uh, echo? Yeah, let me. Let me yeah, I can, uh... If we can uh, get that out of the way. I, I need it. Oh, yeah. I think muting yourself is a good idea. Um, but, you know, there's. I mean, think about it. When you think college radio, this is a clash, right? Early 80s. Police on my back. And this one didn't get a lot of radio airplay, but it sure did get a lot of uh, college radio airplay. When I think college radio i think about the deep tracks the b-sides and and the thing you've never heard of before it's like exactly exactly the great great explorer the the person who would spend their weekend in the record shop flipping through records and listening to tracks like doing the research because they're passionate about it and then it's like any dj like the art of being a dj whether you're spinning records electronic music or college radio the art of being a dj is you have better taste than everybody else because you've just focused on it for longer than anybody else. And their responsibility is to bring it to you. And, you know, you don't have to love every DJ, but respecting the art of what a DJ is, is they're curating a soundtrack. And I miss college radio for that fact. I agree 100%. Yeah. I'm with and you I have to imagine it still kind of exists, but I remember, so if I... If I'm 38, take it back in time like 15, 20 years, I remember you could still 
find pirate radio stations in the hipster neighborhoods or college radio stations playing. And I, I don't know, I just don't have an FM or an AM radio any longer, so I don't know if it still exists. It has to exist, though, right? You would think so. Um, I'm getting a little bit of feedback from what I'm saying. Can you guys hear me okay or no? I hear you. Yeah, I think, Maddie, I'm sorry. I think it's you, brother. All right. Well, I really do. I love you dearly, and I really want you to be part of the no show. No problem. I'll hop off. Thanks yeah, for it's having a, me. It's a, if there's if there's a way you can do like headphones with a thing, let me find, know, let me find a set of headphones. Let's see if I can fix it. Yeah, plug your headphones and I'll probably they'll probably we're, you'll probably we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, if if you do that, if you do headphones, well, I don't know if you're on your phone or if you're on your computer or what you're on. And dude, and I, there's I love Maddie McMatt face. Bill, there's there's people that don't live in the Midwest. And um, maybe they don't hear college radio, but they grew up with some kind of music. And maybe Jill might be a good one to ask if you grew up in Potato Land. Yeah, Jill might have some some different bands. Yeah, she's probably like college no, radio when she was in college. Or Ears and Madden Cyrus and you know, so this is REM Radio Free Europe, which was from one of their first albums. This is, I think, Murmur. Uh, and this, this is how I got exposed to R.E.S. Was from college radio, and it was this song. Yeah. You know? And it's, these guys, I love these great guys. music. This has never gotten old. No. The whole album is great. Murmur yeah. is a great album. Talk about the passion. Pilgrimage is good. Um... Uh, you know what else? I can't uh, remember West exactly. Of the fields. Oh yeah, Catapult. Randy Travis is great. Black, oh, and Prince. Mm. How how Idaho was that? So if we said Prince, like the Pixies, the Clash, Cure, yeah, REM, Prince, replacements. Prince never, I don't think Prince was Jill never a college radio guy. Prince no. went from um, he was just big time a nobody to everybody like instantly they yeah. the man is remark was remarkably talented you know people compare prince to michael jackson and i think michael jackson had the top he had the the presence that appealed to everybody but mm -hmm. prince was dynamic he was an, he was an, he was just a great musician you know and a talented individual beyond what we actually heard you know, Prince wrote a lot of music for a lot of different other bands, other yeah, he sure artists. Did. And he was like, you know, this is not something I can do, uh, but I like this song. Here, you do it. What the hell is... Go ahead. No, I just, I just messing around. Uh, no, Jill's talking about Killa Jilla. Yeah, because she's the Killa Jilla. This is Don't Go Back to Rockville by R.E.M., which was another one of those that just was a great college radio song. You know what I mean? Right, right. This is stuff you uh, hear on college radio. This is exactly this is how I got hooked and, on REM. It, and that's how I got hooked on REM too. Was this? This is from Reckoning. So Reckoning and Murmur were their first two albums, and I heard them on college radio. I'm like, these guys are great. Bought the CDs. Um, because CDs were just coming out. I'm like, I want to have this on something perfect. Right. And it was 
I'm like, oh my God, this is just great stuff. I, I actually have the entire discography of R.E.M. on CD. Well, good for you. Well, no, I'm I just probably, saying, I, I, I love them that them. much. No, no, I bought them all. But these oh. guys were, you know, it's these first two albums that I got that was like, oh yeah, these guys are great. And then they after, the, after Rockville, they get like super famous. You know? It's a cool they had, song. Yeah, really I mean, I can go on and on about yeah about all their songs that they they hit with but there was a lot of college radio hits you know oh yeah you know and there's certain things you're just not going to hear on the radio that they're just not going to play that often or or um for whatever religious reasons or whatever in the 80s and 90s with the whole uh what was the the senate tried to do the thing where you know music is evil and devil music okay. and all that stuff. Yeah, and, that was uh, what... Satanic panic, all that crap. She was the you one know, that was but... going after Judas Priest. And there was a big lawsuit or big... Uh... Yeah, whatever. But she guys. was the woman, the, the uh, wife of... Uh, that was uh, President's or the... Um... Uh, Al Gore? Yeah. Was it, it was Al Kipper Gore's Gore. wife or somebody? Yeah, something, yeah, but Gore. really, you know what? I don't care. The, the bottom line is... is, is are, the, the creativity is there. This is the clash in the background, straight to hell. Thanks, and this is yeah, Tipper Gore, exactly. Thank you, Scott. Dude, we've got like more than three people who actually are not related to us who are listening right now, which is remarkable. Listen, don't, count, don't count the chickens; I'm, they can all go away. I'm, I'm counting my um, eggs. Well, I was just going to say something really rude, and I just decided not to. Um, but so anyways, this from the Clash Combat Rock, this was a great song. Very, very limited airplay on the radio, unless it was college radio. It was the anti-government. Yeah, anti-government. Yeah, straight to hell, boy. Yeah. Mm. So um, that was, I faded that out the way you taught me. Who the hell is making milkshakes? I tried. I tried putting headphones on. Do I still have feedback, boys? No, you're good now. Oh yeah, you're good now. Oh, wow. dude, you fucking rock, Maddie McFat face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just okay. punch uh, me in the. We got, well, just, we got one less listener. Just the, the kindest way me. that somebody has addressed me tonight. I was on another show, and it was definitely Maddie McFatface. So I'll take Maddie McFat face. Punch me Maddie. in the face, dude. Yeah, Punch no me in the big right? fat face. Um, just like hang up and start over. Right, exactly. Hey, Eric, let's do a whole new show. But do you remember this one, Eric? Mom. Joe wants to say the word mom. Mom. Yes, yes, my mom. Hi, Mrs. Vargas. Say it right. Mom, mom, mom. Um, hey, one of the. That's uh, right, Scott. That's exactly right, to, Scott. If I had to pick, and Scott, like I said, we're talking about the, that garage band stuff, or not really garage band, but the college radio thing, which turned into local garage bands. Hey, thanks for liking the show, Scott. We appreciate it. But the guitar work is great. Smiths are just game. phenomenal. Mum, I don't say mum. I say man. Man. Right. Mum. What is uh, can or future days? 
I've never heard of them. So being, you know, kind of going through the Midwest, going up, or, you know, kind of going through the universities here, uh, REM was a big one. Uh, the Smiths yep. were a big one. And for Bill, the Cure was a big one. But the Smiths and REM, that was college radio. Yeah. Hey, uh, I found Can Future Days. They're from the 60s. They're, they're kind of one of the original hipster bands of all time. They're, they're kind of around the same time as Pink Floyd and King Crimson. Oh, uh, Scott. You're, you're speaking my language, brother. Who's could do? Sorry about that. I didn't mean to, to, to butt in there, Manny. Um, one of my favorite all-time bands. One of my favorite bands is R.E.M. Probably the all-time favorites, R.E.M. Yeah. The Pixies and Replacements, but who's going to do? Scott, you're, you're, you're right totally there. reading Eric's mind. Bob yeah. Mould, Sugar. Yeah. And I've, I've seen both Bob Mould. and Bob Mould are on that list of huge stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, from College Radio. This is uh, that Future Days thing. He turns the blue. I know Moss. Scott. You said these guys are 70s there, Maddie. Uh, I believe this is from the 60s, late 60s. 1976, Spoon Records. Not bad. 70s. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Not quite along the lines of what we're looking for tonight. Uh, Eric, I'm going to go to the Cure thing in a minute, but I wanted to pull this one out for you. Because well, if, this, if this is not college radio, I don't know what is. This is like the epitome of college radio. In fact, Johnny Marr is probably one of the most underrated guitarists ever. And he doesn't enough do you know the story of how he came up with that sound from the beginning? I heard that it was played backward. I heard so many different stories about how that's come about. It's, it's almost legendary. And it's like you can't re reproduce it without... Like there's, super... there's people that do, but you play you play everything backwards. Apparently, right. it's played forwards and then it was recorded backwards. So everything is. Re I, I have no idea how he does it. I don't even know if that's the truth. In fact, I gotta say this really quick. A couple yeah, of shows yeah. ago, I was talking about Iggy Pop being um, right. the neighbors to my cousins. I don't think it was Iggy Pop. I think it was Ron Ashton. Um, Ashton is either a guitarist or bassist for. Um, the Stooges, I think it was his family um, that owned the place, but I still need to find out. So, just for clarity. Okay. So, that, that was uh, the Smith from Hatful of Hollow, How Soon Is Now. What the hell and is of this? Of course, this is, this is Hippie Chick by Soho, and they sampled How it's Soon like Is Now from the beginning. It's like a one hit wonder, Bill. Yeah, so but we got Smiths, we got Ariana, we got Clash. Right, so Throw something on by The Cure. The Cure, that's a staple. It's a, it's like a milestone. It's a... So when I was introduced to The Cure, this was the song that introduced me to The Cure. And I thought, oh my God, this is interesting. This is crazy. This is goofy. And then I Thanks ended for up joining us, the... uh, PGF17, Fee5, just. Hey, PBG, thanks, 17, and thanks for showing up and joining the room. Uh, we're going to be silly here playing tunes. But this is the song that got me into The Cure. And then I went and bought everything The Cure ever put on CD. What song is uh, it? 10.15 on a Saturday night from their oh. first album, Three Imaginary Boys. 
which so all the Cure albums that I have, I ended up buying when I was in Ireland. Um, fiction rate, uh, fiction label. And so they're imports now because I bought them from Ireland. And when was uh, when the Cure first put out a record? 78, 79. This one. Okay. Um, and I was introduced to them probably in 83. And I heard this on college radio. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It's 10 15 on a Saturday night. The Cure. Like I said, it's from yeah, the imaginary. Way ahead of time. Way ahead of time. And this is before Head on the Door with all the really famous songs, um, you know, but then there's this, which you should recognize as well as The Cure. This is from, uh, I mean, it's from Faith, the album Faith, all right. 1981. This is primary, but again, heard these on college radio and I'm like, this is the cure. This is freaking awesome. I like this band. And you know, in 81, 82, I was seventh, eighth grade. I'm like, this is great stuff. I want to hear more of this. And well, hell yeah. they kept putting out albums, man. When you were in seventh, eighth grade, what, what did you hear on the radio? Do you remember? I'm sorry, what did I what now? What did you hear on the radio? Was it like Billy Squire, Journey? Um, yeah, well, on the regular radio, yeah, those things. And you're always looking for something a little bit different, right? When you're in college, you're like, oh, I'm and, you know. And, but in like seventh and eighth grade, I found, you know, like WLBS, and that was 102.7, and um, 89X out of Windsor. Um, those were around when I was younger right back. and in late grade school, early high school. And they played this stuff, and they were considered the college radio of college radio, you know. And they would play stuff like the English beat, save it for later. I mean, you know the song, right, Eric? I know you're out there, baby. I can't hear you. Did you mute yourself? But so anyways, you know, it, it was bands like this. The English Beat. Um, here, let me pull this up. That's not it. Uh, let's pull this up. Let's save it for later, play in the background. But if you look, I'm just I'm just going to roll through a couple of things because I can't hear you right now, Eric. It looks like you're trying to talk, but I can't hear you right now. Um, Killing Joke, Big Audio Dynamite, The Meat Puppets, Violent Femmes, Gene Loves Jezebel, Ministry, the early stuff before they got uh, went into Halloween and then all the other things. Please. Oh, there you are. What happened? I couldn't I had hear to go you. Shake the, I had to go shake the dew off the lily. All right, well, it sounded uh, The Clash, OMD, The Pogues, Julian Cope, Gang of Four, Grace Jones, REM, we already talked about, Devo, Talk Talk, Roxy Music, The Replacements. I know you know you found it, The Replacements from Coach oh, Radio. I, I didn't want to right? bring it up, but it was my 
Um, I think it was my second band I ever seen in concert. I think I was mm-hmm. 15. I saw Aerosmith right. when I was 13 at Cobo Hall in Detroit. And I went right. and saw, I believe it was when I was 15, uh, the replacements at um, a place um, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. But when you're a kid right. and you've never seen shows before or very limited shows, right. it, you, know, you remember it forever. And um, it was a great show. It was a, it was a great punk rock show. We just had a great time. Drank some beer and a couple shots and whatever, and had and a great time. You were fourteen. Yeah, I was fourteen. It's like being an adult when you're fourteen, right? And um, for any of you that don't know, Ann Arbor is where U of M is at, and uh, they've got some great uh, Eastern Michigan as well. Yeah, they got some great venues for uh, seeing live concerts and stuff. Bill and I have yeah. been out there a number of times, and uh, it's, it's great a great, stuff going um, on. great town. So that was Save It For Later, the English beat. Uh, and then you come up with him right here. But I'm going to scroll through some other names here for you. Um, Simple Minds, of course. Camper Van Beethoven. Remember the band Fear? Yeah. Punk. Wasn't Dave Brolin Fear? I don't, or don't scream. Don't scream, sorry. Might be. Guadalcanal Diary, Klaus Nomi, Bronstevi, right. and the Communards. Yeah, we had R.E.M., we had Clash, we had The Cure, right. we had The Smiths. What are, like, two or three staples? So when you were listening to college radio... Find Young Cannibals playing in the background yeah. right now. All right, I'll, I'll give Seriously, you give me something then. Tell me. Uh, well, here, here you go. I think Total Pixies, college radio. I think the Pixies and Replacement were a better pick. Well, yeah, but we talked about them last week. Didn't, hey, Bill, didn't you go to like some college in Hillsdale or close to Hillsdale? Grand Rapids. Oh, no, but Hillsdale's not that far. No, Hillsdale's like in the middle of the state. I All went. Right. Uh, it's probably an hour and a half away. Yeah. Anyways, this is 10,000 Maniacs. A friend of mine uh, used to work for Little Caesars, and they owned right. Fox Theater. And I had a chance to see 10,000 Maniacs at the Fox Theater in Detroit. Uh, we had like 14th row center. Oh, and, nice. um, Yeah. She has got one of the most beautiful voices. Oh, she Natalie does. Merchant. I saw her yep. solo out in uh, at Meadowbrook in Rochester, Michigan. But what a beautiful voice and beautiful songwriter this girl is. So this my is buddy, yeah, my buddy 10,000 Maniacs, Like the Weather, from the yep, album. This is one of the bands that used to play during dinner. It's just great, too. And I pulled this one specifically because you had said, you know, hey, let's stick to a short list. Yeah, yes, Dash, she was hot. Um, but you said, oh, stick to a short, yeah, let's stick to a short list. And I'm like, you know I what? I was... know, I know Eric loves 10,000 maniacs. And I, oh, I had God, to I throw, the, I threw that in for you because, so, you know, I wanted to, and then I threw this one in for you too. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tell me a story. Smithereens. Yeah. Tell Green me thoughts. Yeah. No, I've, I've got many. I, I was 
uh, live in Baltimore, Maryland, and I had a chance to go see these guys. Sam, I am. Like, you're exactly right. Yeah, a girl like you. In like four, I saw these guys in right. Baltimore, Maryland. They put on a great show uh, outside, right in uh, Fells Point, and uh, they just let it rip, man. It sounded great. I saw them in 1993. Uh, maybe it might have been early 19. Well, it couldn't have been 94 because I met my wife after I saw these guys. And I met my wife in 93. So it had to be 93 because uh, we got married in 94. And by the way, 28 years of marriage this Saturday. 28 oh, years, baby. Congratulations. Not only that, but we've already hit 5,000 downloads. Yeah. Can you believe it? Uh, the, the, Bill, the same same uh, time that I got married 28 years ago, we hit. <laughs> Eric, you're sick. Um, she went, but, uh, said she wants to show her boobs to everybody on the little stands of horse program. All right. Hey, whatever works. I never turned them down. Um, but no, I saw the Smithereens no, at like a small little bar in Madison Heights, Michigan. And I remember there was a pool table. I was playing pool with a gal. And then like two weeks later, I met my wife. Yeah, I was going to say, if you played pool like you played golf, she probably left you. Yeah, it was fine. Didn't matter. I met my wife matter. and I'm happy now, 28 years later. It's awesome. So this is Smithereens, a girl like you. Bill Another. has shown his dirty underwear multiple times. Doss says, yes. um, you got to show your dirty underwear. Yeah, whatever. They're a train wreck. Yeah. Um, this is another college radio band, which is a leftover from The Clash, right? Two guys, and it's that whole thing where you and I were talking about a couple weeks ago, and yeah. we've had many Joe discussions Summer. before. Yeah, where uh, bands break up and they start other bands and because these guys are addicted to making great music and they keep doing it. Well, this is Big Audio Dynamite. The song is E equals MC2 squared. Um, and two of the guys in this band are from The Clash. And this was 1985, 1984. Big Audio Dynamite came about. And, but again, yeah, it was a college right. radio station where I heard this. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they only had a few... Um, Scott, what, you're exactly right. Big pop. Audio Dynamite. I'm sorry, what's that? The Clash. Clash only had three or four I records. I don't, know, I don't know what... Maybe two or three Big Audio Dynamite. I'm not really sure. It might have been um, like three or four, and then they broke yeah. up like in 83, 84... And they were done. The Clash was around from like 78 to 84. And then everybody went their ways. And, you know, that would be another one that would be worth tracing is, you know, where did the guys from the Clash go? Because Big Audio Dynamite is one of them. Joe Strummer did his own thing later on. Uh, there's a bunch of other, just all sorts of great stuff. So I'm going to fade that out the way you taught me. Um, that was Big Audio Dynamite. Thank uh, you. We were talking about so fine young we talked about the cure. Here. We talked about REM. Yeah. Smith. What, what what are you shuffling through over there? 
This is um, the guys from Find New Cannibals. This was a weird project. I, you know, there's a guy um, on YouTube who does. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. There's a guy who does, um, like music history stuff, and interviews people. Um, I can't remember his name, but he does this stuff on YouTube, and he comes up in my feed once in a while. And he was talking about Fine Young Cannibals, uh, the Raw and the Cooked, which is the one with uh, Good Thing and the other song that made it to number one in like 1989. The Fine Young Cannibals were like the shit. And that was their second album. Their first album was from 1985, which I bought because I heard them on, on college radio. And I'm like, oh my God, these guys are great um, with Johnny Come Home and a bunch of other songs. And so I'm like, these guys are great. But then, you know, they come out with Good Thing and the other stuff and they were like super famous. Right. But in between the first album and The Raw and The Cooked, they threw this thing together called Two Men, A Drum Machine and A Trumpet. And this song is called I'm Tired of Getting Pushed Around. And I heard this on college radio. I'm like, this is weird. This is just weird. Who, and, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this has that taste of Fine Young Cannibals. Yeah, Scott, you're exactly right. One, two, three, six albums. Nice, nice pull, Scott. Scott gave us six albums for The Clash. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. And then 1985 is when um, Big Audio Dynamite brought out their album. But so this was, I mean, this was just something silly I thought I'd throw in there. You know, I mean, whatever. That was wonderful. Bravo. Oh, I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. Yeah, it could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. And I know that's how you feel about the whole thing, Eric. No, thanks for playing that. You're welcome. Um, so here's another one I caught. Um, and, and I'm done with pulling music after this. Uh, unless you got something else. Uh, T-Rex, no, Mambo Sun. Yeah. No, um, I think there's another one that I heard on college radio that I thought was just like phenomenal. And I actually bought this album because I heard it on college radio in... Uh, 1991 actually this was uh, like my second or third senior year I can't remember exactly which one this is the wonder stuff the sun is caught in my shadow do you remember this song Eric? no I think I got one You've never heard this? No. Must have been a West, West Coast mission. Really? I own the album. I don't know. This is, I mean, you know, what are we going to do, kiddos? Um, so that, I mean, that's, that's college radio, baby. 
let's wrap this uh, jack up, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah, I got a couple things to say. Right. And we'll get it wrapped up. Um, let me get a couple. Or I'm setting something up to, for our closing here. All right, I'm going to fade that out the way you taught me. That was the wonder stuff from the album Never Loved Elvis. The song is Caught in My Shadow, in case that sounded interesting to you. There's another great song, Welcome to the Cheap Seats and Size of a Cow, which is hilarious. Um, I own this album. I thought it was a great album to buy at the time. And again, it was something I heard because I heard it on college radio. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention to you, Eric, uh, as well as yes, the rest of the, the three people who are uh, not related to us who actually listen to our show. Uh, we have two we pages appreciate, We really do appreciate both of you. Um, we're, I, I've now signed us up to Discord. Uh, through our Laguna Knot podcast manufacturing company. Um, so we're going to manufacture a whole shit ton of podcasts through Discord. And it, I, don't, I don't know how any of this works. I don't understand half of it. But um, the way it looks is if we do this Discord thing, there's an opportunity for Eric and I to make enough money to cover the cost of doing the show that we love doing anyway. Because Eric... Why do we do the show again? Tell me. Um, I'm not really sure. Why do we, why do we do this show anymore? Exactly. <laughs> it's it's because you and I love no, talking about music. To, of no, it's it's because you and I love talking about music to each other. Of course. And if other people listen in, that's great. But the Podbean thing costs us money every year. And if we do the Discord thing with Laguna Knot, which is, uh, like I said, a podcast manufacturing company, um, if we do this through Discord, then maybe we can make enough money to offset the cost it does to do fucking Podbean. Sounds like a plan. But seriously, man. this is this is a. a <laughs> oh, Phil, I think you're what? posting your boobs on Discord. Okay, I can I post my boobs in Discord. Nobody wants to see them. There, there, there are like three, three people on the planet. Do not sell yourself it. short, sir. Do not sell yourself short. Yeah, your OnlyFans page is just one day away from being shut up. <laughs> oh, go ahead, and finish up there, Bill. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Take him away. Hey, boo! boo! Yeah, that was just terrible. So, Eric, it's always a pleasure, brother. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. It is uh, yeah. almost uh, quitting time, and uh, it's been a pleasure listening, everybody. And so, is this. As a side note, Eric, I just Pardon I me? had my fifty-fourth uh, birthday last week. Oh, hey! And, uh, uh, happy birth- birthday! Thank you. Uh, birth mom came over and that gave me a bottle lovely. of uh, gave me a bottle of Glenlivet, which was oh. delicious. That's what I've been sipping on this evening. Big hugs and, and kisses. What was, what was yes? What was scary though is is I op- I pulled the. Uh, the, I opened the bag, and I could only see the top three inches of the cap. Yeah. I said, oh, look, it's Glenn Morangi, uh, 18-year. Because I could tell just by the cap. Okay. And, 
No, it's because I'm an alcoholic and I know it. The, the fact that I can recognize the bottle just by the top of it. And she looked at me like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And it was a funny story for another time. Thanks, everybody, for showing up. This is uh, Six and the Sevens Uranium Clock from Songs About Girls, a great Detroit band. Eric, are you sick of me yet? I am not, but we are going to part ways, and next Thursday will be another podcast.